Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, December 11th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Shane Caldwell. And this is our week 14 NFL primetime show where we go over the Sunday night and Monday night games to get you ready for all the relevant slates on DraftKings and FanDuel. And Shane, we've got some exciting AFC matchups here for playoff teams. Uh, this is a fun little slate. Yeah, we got some good division rivals and two really good offensive teams, a solid defense as well in Pittsburgh Buffalo. And we're going to really break these games down and, and kind of, you know, tell everyone where, how we think the teams are going to approach it and uh, where the team's weaknesses are and what the best DFS plays are as a result of that. So, uh, yeah, these are great matchups. I think they're actually going to be pretty high scoring. Uh, they shouldn't just be a defensive grind it out, even though they are some good defenses on the slate. I'm seeing these defenses regress a little bit and the offenses continue to get better. So I actually like this for high scoring slate on Sunday and Monday night. So it's looking like a great primetime slate here. Yeah, that's what we do. We dive in deep on every slate and break it down from every possible angle uh, to help you make the best lineups in DFS. So let's get started here on game one and take a look at the lines from Vegas Courtesy of our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. We have a terrific offer that you'll hear about from them about halfway through the show. But in terms of the line on the first game here, Sunday night, the Bills are favored by two at home against the Steelers. Over-under is 48. Kickoff 820 Eastern. And in terms of the injury news, we've got James Conner looking like he's finally going to come back in. So uh, probably won't be as much Benny Snell ownership this week. And mm -hmm. Connor's got a good matchup uh, against Buffalo. On the Buffalo side, uh, John Brown is still on IR. So we still got the Diggs, Beasley, and Gabriel Davis trio to, to break down. So uh, let's start with Pittsburgh here, Shane. What do you think about them going on the road against Buffalo? Yeah, it's kind of interesting that both of these games, the Sunday night and the Monday night game, have a team that's has a way better record that is the underdog because you got an 11 and one team as an underdog here. Is that interesting? Right. And then you have, you know, Cleveland is a quite a bit better record nine and three compared to seven and five Baltimore, but I understand why. So yeah, I think that this is, this is definitely looking like a nice high scoring affair. I expect a lot of, uh, I, I like attacking the aerial attack here with the passing games. You have two good quarterbacks, with good receivers and great creative uh, passing game schemes. Uh, Pittsburgh really does need to get that running game going because they have kind of struggled with Big Ben going back there and passing 45 to 50 times. It really hasn't worked that well, and it led to them end up losing to, uh, you know, Washington because they really weren't that balanced, and now you're going up against, you're going up against Washington with a good uh, pass rush and good cover corners, and it didn't work for them. Their, their A dot is really low. Uh, they're throwing all these little short passes and trying to just – you know, matriculate their way down the field and it's not working uh, effectively. And then they get, they get stymied at the goal line. They can't, you know, they don't have that power run game with James Conner where they missed him inside the five yard line. And they're trying to throw all these little quick passes and things happen really fast at the goal line and they just couldn't get the ball in there. So I think that's what they're struggling. So I would see, I, I do expect them to be more balanced. So I wouldn't plan on stacking the Pittsburgh uh, passing attack like I normally would because there's other spots I think you can attack in this slate. But overall, I think, uh, you know, I like Big Ben. 
I'm just a little bit nervous about them trying to balance the the run pass attack here with Connor. And I think that uh, Buffalo's pretty, you know, pretty solid in terms of their cover corners. They're decent. They match up pretty good, pretty good against the corners. But I would say that Buffalo struggles in terms of the pass rush. So Ben will have maybe a little bit more time to take some of those deep shots. So that's why that does give him a little more upside. If they get the running game going, then they can get the play action and actually balance out the attack and take some deep shots again. Because the main thing with Big Ben has just been the struggle of throwing it only underneath there. Um, so, and then in terms of the wide receivers, I would say he has a great, a lot of great wide receivers. Uh, but I would say Deontay Johnson is the guy I like the most here. Uh, Deontay Johnson is going to uh, avoid the Tredavious White. I, we're, we're expecting that Claypool will see the most Tredavious White. So Johnson will be on him a little bit. But obviously we love Deontay Johnson's route running, his ability to get open. And we like the fact that he gets more passes down, a little bit deeper passes, 15 to 20 yard intermediate routes. And he has great run after the catch ability. Um, so he seems to be the most dynamic weapon and most consistent weapon overall. And I like his matchup, him avoiding Tredavious White. If he gets on, you know, the slot corner uh, for them, or he gets on Levi, Levi Wallace, you know, he's got a better matchup there. So I like, I look for Deontay Johnson to have a big game here. I like James Conner. That's one of the things you'll have to decide if you want to play him. Uh, James Connors in play here. And then the Pittsburgh defense is going to be one of the better defenses on this slate as well, because the Buffalo offense is great, but they can make mistakes and turn the ball over. And of course, Pittsburgh's really good at turning the ball over and get, making plays and getting sacks as well for the defense. So that's where I'm at for the Pittsburgh side so far. Yeah, I've got a similar perspective on them. I do like James Conner here coming back, a strong matchup on the ground. And then with the passing game, on the two-game slate, I don't think you need to stack this passing game. Um, but on a on a showdown slate, I think you can. Because of what you referenced, it is four straight weeks that Big Ben has thrown it at least 46 times. And that's a ton. So, yes, it's a short A dot. Um, but, you know, you rack up all those receptions. Uh you know, it, it's a it's there's great correlation with stacking him with multiple receivers. And Deontay Johnson is the guy for me. He's number one this week for the reasons you mentioned. You know, the one thing about him, though, is that's a little bit frustrating. Last couple of weeks, he's had a couple of drops on those slant patterns and then he makes eye contact with Big Ben like, oh, sorry. You know, I did it again. I should have caught that. It's like, let's not get used to that, Deontay. I mean, let's. I know you're getting like 15 targets a week, and so it's like, ah, who cares? I missed that one. But let's try to catch every ball here and, and really maximize your performance. So that's what I'm hoping for with Deontay. Um, you could look at Ebron here. Uh, Buffalo's had a little bit of trouble defending the tight end. Opposing tight ends have gathered up the sixth most fantasy points uh, against Buffalo, and Ebron's getting a lot of those short targets. So, you know, it seemed to be a real focal point against Washington to beat that pass rush and get it out quick, you know, even more quickly than, than usual. Um, so I don't know if he'll get quite as many targets, but but he's definitely in play for me on a, on a showdown slate or the two down uh, or the two game slate uh, and the Pittsburgh defense in play for me as well. Yeah, going back to your talking about with the drops, it, it was a big issue. That's been an issue for Ebron, but also a lot of the receivers here, especially Deontay Johnson. And Mike Mike Tomlin did call them out in the media. He called his own guys out, basically. He said, 
you know, if people can't catch the ball, if they keep dropping, we'll just bench him then, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and, and he actually has enough wide receiver depth where he can do that because you see, uh, you see McLeod, the rookie, and of course, James right. Washington looks awesome when he's in there. So yeah. like he literally has enough wide receiver depth where he can bench like a superstar wide receiver if they keep <laughs> dropping the ball. So stay tuned for that. But these guys are motivated to catch the ball and actually seal the deal and, and the problem is they haven't been able to score when they've had the chance. So you got to score those, you got to get those passing touchdowns. And I think they, they will get definitely get it done this week, you know, but they got to be more balanced. Like you said, Connor, definitely. So how about with the Buffalo side? We know Pittsburgh has had a terrific defense all season long in terms of yardage allowed on the ground through the air points, turnovers, they've been terrific, but they're banged up a little bit. So does that give Buffalo a glimmer of hope here of, of moving the ball? Yeah, definitely. I think once they lost, uh, you know, they're going to have uh, Joe Hayden out for Pittsburgh and their best linebacker, inside linebacker Spillane's out. You know, he's great at covering tight ends, great against the run. Obviously, Joe Hayden's a big part of that pass coverage. So with them losing them, and of course, they lost Bud Dupree, so the pass rush isn't isn't quite as, as powerful as it was. Uh, that's going to hurt them. Josh Allen's mobile, so he can manipulate around the pocket and, you know, run out wide and throw on the run. That's what he's good at doing. So he matches up well against the Pittsburgh defense. And I think that their cover corners are all rated really high as a result of that ferocious pass rush. And I think the pass rush is still really good, but it's not as elite as it was before. So because of that, I think that uh, I like uh, Josh Allen and I like, of course, his number one target, Stefan Diggs. Uh, they don't really have anyone that can cover Diggs that I'm afraid of. Joe Hayden's going to be out. They'll have Steven Nelson coming off an injury trying to guard him. They'll have Sutton on him as well, another cover corner. But those guys, those guys, like I said, they're rated okay, but I think that's just a result of them not having to cover for very long. I think they're going to have to cover for long with Josh Allen's playmaking ability and ability to get, get open and avoid the rush and take some deep shots. And I expect, I don't think these guys can guard Stefan Diggs. So I think he's worth paying up for in this, in this spot. Um, you know, last week we targeted Beasley because we knew he had a great matchup and that worked phenomenally because they just went to Beasley early and often in this matchup, he'll be going up. Beasley would be going up against Mike Hilton, who I think is a really good cover corner. And I think he matches up well against Beasley. So that's why I won't be getting as much Beasley exposure. And I don't know if I fully trust Gabriel Davis. I know he's been great. He's a great rookie, but I don't know if I fully trust them. Again, these corners are decent. I don't, I don't think he's going to be, uh, is uh, have enough big playability in this matchup, but I think Diggs is. So I'll go to the superstar here. And, and if I'm playing Allen and pair him up, or you can just play Diggs naked by himself. So that's where I'm at with the passing game. And then, uh, in the running game, I got to kind of lean towards Singletary because he gets work in the passing game and the running game. And he's looked pretty explosive lately. And you got to believe that they're going to try to protect Allen a little bit and again have a little bit of balance they don't really like to run the ball either kind of like what Pittsburgh's been doing um, so that's why this is kind of a passing affair but they really need to stay balanced just like Pittsburgh so Singletary looks the best here um, the rookie Zach Moss fumbled the ball had a really bad game last week so I don't know if they're going to trust him or not we'll see uh, I think they probably trust Singletary better in pass protection too so I would target him if you're going for a value running back I think he's good Excellent. Yeah, I'm with you on this this Buffalo breakdown. Last week was Beasley against San Fran. Now I think it is going to go back to uh, Diggs. He's the guy that, that you want. I think Allen's going to uh, pepper him with targets. And Singletary trending up with the touches. Moss trending down. So at about the same price tag on the two-game slate on DraftKings, I certainly prefer Singletary as well. 
All right, Shane. Well, as you know, uh, since you're involved in the, the process, we give out full lineups here for all these slates, the primetime slates, the showdown slates, obviously the main slate as well. And there's two ways to become a member at DFS Coach Talk to get those lineups. And here is the first one. So check this out. Listen up, sports bettors. It's go time. So put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line. Earn bragging rights over friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity. And most importantly, a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, and basketball, MMA, golf, horses, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. Now we have the best book in the industry teamed up with the best DFS provider in the industry. Make your first deposit of $149 at BetUS.com.pa with promo code COACHTALK and receive a free membership with DFS Coach Talk with full access to our DFS lineups in NBA, NFL, PGA, and MLB. The best in the biz. Sign up today to make straight bets, future bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sportsbook in the industry is committed to their users like BetUS. So sign up now and get on the winning side of the ball. Welcome back. And thank you so much to BetUS for putting that offer together for our listeners. Uh, I don't think you can get a better offer anywhere out there if you want to combine sports betting with DFS. $149 and you get a free membership with us all the way until April 1st. And you'll get all of our lineups in every sport, not just football. Basketball as well, PGA, MLB, and we're just kicking off the NBA preseason tonight and uh, off to a good start. So uh, jump in with us. Uh, if you if you want to do the sports betting, uh, make sure to use that promo code COACHTALK, all one word, at BetUS. If you're not into that, if you want to just get our lineups and do DFS, that's absolutely fine. We still want to have you. Same price, $149, all winter long, and you can just sign up right through our website. DFSCoachTalk.com, and we'll have you in with us all winter. We'd we'd love to have you. Any questions, just let us know on Twitter. We're at DFSCoachTalk. Shane is at DET Sports Shane. I am at Language Olympic, and the coach is at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. All right, Shane, game two here, the Monday night game. It's a rematch between Baltimore and Cleveland. Do you know that they played in week one? And Baltimore won that one pretty easily, 38-6. to So do you think this one will be a little bit closer? Yeah, I think Vegas, Vegas certainly thinks so, so here. I mean, I think, again, I was pointing out how Cleveland's 9-3 and and Baltimore's 7-5. and You know, it hasn't looked as good, but they're, but the, obviously Baltimore's favored. But Baltimore is, is trending up right now. It seems like Lamar Jackson's finally starting to pass the ball with a little bit better efficiency, similar to it was last year, and he still has the running upside here. So uh, there's a couple different injury situations on both sides that we'll talk about that are going to affect it, uh, uh, both sides here. But, yeah, let's start with the uh, Baltimore side here. Uh, you know, if you love Baltimore, you got to love Lamar Jackson. As I mentioned, uh, he's, he's definitely passing the ball with more efficiency now. He's starting to get the passing touchdowns. He doesn't necessarily need really high yardage. He's not the type of quarterback you need to pass for 300 yards to get there. You really only need around 200 passing yards and a couple passing touchdowns because you know that with his legs, he's going to get there as well. 
Um, so I think that the combination of the rushing ability and the efficiency being improved with the passing game makes him probably uh, the best quarterback on this slate. And there's some other good quarterbacks on this slate in great offenses, but the rushing upside is what makes the difference for me. And I love how his main targets match up really well against the Cleveland Browns. Once the Cleveland Browns lost Denzel Ward, which he's mostly doubtful for this game, we're expecting him mostly likely to be out. So keep your eye on that. Once they lost him, though, and the fact that they don't really have a good free safety, they don't have good cover safeties to help protect in the back, they're really weak in the secondary. I think Cleveland's defensive line is solid, actually. Up front, they're pretty tough. But once you get past that and you get to the back end, they're really weak and you can absolutely shred them, as we've seen you know, teams do that recently. Um, so I think Lamar Jackson action matches up really well. Cleveland does have a good pass rush, but obviously he can elude the pass rush. He can manipulate the pocket and, and pass these guys. And you really like connecting him right here with Marquise Brown, you know, Hollywood Brown finally living up to his name, finally actually getting, you know, getting something going here. We've been trying to play him all year. It seems like, you know, waiting for the big play. He's finally starting to make those big plays and Jackson's finally connecting with him. He had a great game against him in the first week here. Um, and I like how, you know, again, with Denzel Ward out, you're going to have Marquise Brown and probably NJ Stewart and Kevin Johnson, you know, depending on where he lines up. I mean, these are huge mismatches. These guys aren't going to be able to stay with him. And the guy's small, but he is super quick and he, he's pretty tough for a small guy, you know. So I think they will be hitting him and he's super cheap on these on these uh, primetime slates here. So I would look for Marquise Brown, connect him with Lamar Jackson. And then, of course, Mark Andrews. You know, he's been out with COVID for a little while. Uh, he's been on the COVID list. People are forgetting about him. He's a Cleveland killer. He just absolutely smashes. He averages like last three games against Cleveland over over 20 fantasy points, which is great for a tight end, by the way. So he's pretty much like a lock and load here. You got to figure out a way to pay up for him. He's obviously the most expensive tight end, but he's in such a great spot. And again, the passing game is looking up here for this. And then if you're going to go to the rushing attack for Baltimore, I'm going to probably still lean towards J.K. Dobbins. You know, we're seeing emergence of, you know, rookies like Cam Akers. I'll bring up that example because we've seen they finally unleashed the rookie. We're always talking about Jonathan Taylor, you know, unleash Jonathan Taylor. I think it's time to unleash J.K. Dobbins. I think he's he's a great combination of, of quickness and good vision and, and obviously power. I love that, how powerful he is. And I know last week Gus Edwards looked great when he's running the ball. Um, but J.K. Dobbins was just coming off the COVID list and a little bit of time off now that he's back for two weeks and getting more practice time. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to get the majority of the workload here, and I think he's their best running back. I know they have, you know, Gus Edwards looks great. Mark Ingram is still in the picture, but I'm going to lean towards J.K. Dobbins. That's the guy I want to target if I am going to play a running back. And, of course, it's, he's pretty cheap since they got to divide up all the carries there. Um, so that's what I'm looking at. I, I love the Baltimore side here. And overall, you know, it's a great game. I think it's going to be high scoring too. Yeah, I like the Baltimore side here as well. And – um, yeah, just look at week one when Lamar threw for 275 and three. He's basically his, his best, one of his best weeks this year. Obviously, he hasn't been passing it as much or as well. Um, and, you know, in terms of the, <clears throat> the injuries that you referenced, the one thing we'll, we'll follow up on, of course, here is that Dez is uh, looking to be out because of COVID and uh, Sneed is back in. Um, and, you know, in a vacuum, I agree with you. Marquise Brown would be the the wide receiver I'd want to pair up with Lamar Jackson here, and I will. But Snead is significantly cheaper, and you know he got it done against these guys in Week One as well. 
catching one of those touchdown passes, four for 64. So would smash the uh, price tag here if he had a similar game. Uh, and Andrews, you know, the second best tight end matchup in the league going against Cleveland. So, you know, this is one of those times where, yes, Baltimore wants to run it, and they do. Uh, but maybe you want to get a lot of exposure to this passing attack. So I- I'm with you there. I don't know if I'll if I'll get one of these running backs. I, I love how Dobbins looked against Dallas, but I also love how Gus Edwards looked. So, yeah. uh, you know, love how they're going to uh, set up for the rest of the season, but uh, probably won't get too much exposure to them on this on this two-game slate. Speaking of the running backs, Shane, how about on the Cleveland side? I would say you're a rather big fan of Nick <laughs> Chubb. And yeah, I think I've, I've been raving about him since we did the Cleveland. I think we did the Cleveland preview. It was probably in like April or May, you yes. know, like during the 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 first version of the pandemic. So that's how long I've been raving about him. Yeah, and, and <laughs> in that in that season preview, we 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 touched on Kareem Hunt being in that backfield, and he may he may have well just been on some other team. From from yep. your perspective, you didn't care at all that Kareem yep. Hunt was around. It, uh, it, it ended up being right because really, when Kareem Hunt had the bell cow role in this backfield, he didn't produce. And then, soon as Chubb came back, he produced, but it also made Kareem Hunt better, which yeah. is very interesting. So, like Chubb is the key here to this running attack. I mean, it is impressive because they both will often get like seventeen to nineteen touches, and that's still plenty of opportunities for Chubb because. He's averaging six yards per carry on the season. It's ridiculous. So oh, yeah. he, he's the most expensive running back on this slate. But do you think he's going to hit value? Yeah, I mean, normally I'd steer away from the Baltimore defense here. But re- recently they haven't looked as good. They've been banged up. They've had guys in and out of the lineup on the COVID list, a lot of different injuries. You know, I'm going to keep a close eye on the Baltimore injury report because when I'm looking at it as of Friday, a lot of their key big guys, again, are, are haven't been practicing. So even if they come back, these guys are not at full capacity. I know Calais Campbell didn't look like himself last week and when I was watching the game. So I just don't think that Baltimore defensive line is as stout as they were earlier in the year. And, of course, you know, we've talked about all year how Cleveland's offensive line is much is very underrated, especially when it comes to run blocking and the run blocking scheme. And, of course, Chubb is just explosive and powerful. So, uh, yeah, so they do actually match up well against Baltimore, and I am very interested. And I think this is a game where you can play both running backs. If, if, it, if it ends up fitting into your lineup build, you can play both Chubb and Hunt. And I think they can both produce because you're going to get a discount on Hunt. And even if he's only getting whatever, 10 to 15 touches, he's still going to get the job done. And then Chubb, they can feed him, and he's going to get the job done. Obviously, we talked about how efficient he is in terms of explosive plays and, uh, you know, his his average yards per carry. So you could play both these guys. I'm not too concerned about the Baltimore defense like I normally would be, and I'm going to keep a close eye on the uh, the defensive line, all these different guys that are injured, because if these a few of these guys end up being out, I'm going to I'm going to uh, be even more all in and it's going to make me want to play both those running backs even more. So this is just one team. We've done it before where I get really aggressive with the with it, uh, with the uh, running game here. Other than that, uh, if you're going to play multiple lineups and you want to get, you know, really creative, you can play Baker Mayfield just because Baltimore, again, their defense isn't as good as what they have been recently. They do have a lot of injuries in the secondary. So you could play Baker Mayfield. You seen what he did to uh, Tennessee last week. He just completely shredded him. Uh, and he's kind of sneaky right now, but he's not my preferred play. It's more like 
if you're building, you know, multiple lineups and you just want to get a couple Cleveland stacks in there. Um, and my favorite receiver for him for this matchup, I don't really like Jarvis Landry as much because he's on Marlon Humphrey, which is the best healthy Baltimore, uh, you know, slot cornerback. But I do like Rashad Higgins just because I love his big play ability on the outside. And I think they are going to have to pass. They might be down in this game and be forced to pass a little bit more than they'd like to. And they, I love how they, the run sets up the play action deep shots to Higgins. So I do like Higgins at a cheap price here. And that's kind of where I'm at with the Cleveland side. One thing to note, Austin Hooper is he's trending more towards doubtful here. He all of a sudden he popped up in the injury report on Friday with a neck injury and didn't practice. That's usually not a good sign. So if Austin Hooper's out, you can look at the uh, the rookie uh, Bryant, or or if you want to pivot off Bryant, uh, you can go to Njoku as well. So that's something to keep an eye on is you might be able to get exposure to a Cleveland tight end if uh, Austin Hooper is out. Uh, that's what I'm looking at here for the Cleveland side. Yeah, on a two-game slate, if you want to punt the position – you know, you can save a bunch with one of those guys, uh, even with Hooper if he plays. And and Mayfield does like going to the tight end, so that's uh, certainly one option to get a little bit unique. I'll just I'll just work in reverse here with the wide receivers. I, I support your approach. Higgins showed that uh, deep play uh, potential last week, six for ninety-five and a touchdown against Tennessee. You know, Baker Mayfield had a tremendous game, three hundred thirty-four yards and four touchdowns. Much tougher matchup here. So I am going to lean more on the running backs like you. And this is a great opportunity to talk a little strategy here. On these shorter slates, one, two, three-game slates, it can really often be an effective strategy to use two running backs from the same backfield. And you wouldn't traditionally do it on a large slate, and you wouldn't naturally think to do it. Like, okay, well, which running back on this team is going to be most productive? But we've talked about how many touches they both get every week. and you know, Cleveland just loves to feature them. And, uh, you know, Chubb can get it done on the ground. Hunt can as well. But then he's going to catch a bunch of passes. So you can play both. And I will build some lineups with both of those guys in there. So uh, I'm excited about this slate, Shane. Uh, we're going to grind towards the lineups on Sunday night. And, again, if you jump in us with, with us as a member, what we're going to give you is full lineups on FanDuel, cash lineup, and a GPP lineup. For the showdown slate Sunday night, the showdown slate Monday night, and the two-game primetime slate between Sunday and Monday. And then on DraftKings, we give you our core plays, the cash perspective, and the GPP perspective. So we want to have you ready for every slate. Uh, that's what we've done all season. It's been a terrific, a lot of fun, a fun community of members. So join us if you want the sports betting option. Go to betus.com.pa. Use the promo code COACHTALK. If you want the straight, pure DFS option, just go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com. Use the promo code. No, you don't need a promo code there. Uh, just pick your, just pick your length of membership. Just sign up. It's <laughs> yeah, just so easy. It. It's like <laughs> a couple clicks, and yeah. all of a sudden you're in our Discord getting the lineups. Uh, we give them out, again, like 45 minutes before kickoff. So, Shane, any final thoughts here on these AFC battles? No, I'm just excited about these games because think about how important this game is for Pittsburgh. I, I believe this year in the playoffs, only the one seed gets to buy, right? Is correct. that sound correct? 
Okay, so they're competing with Kansas City for that for that one seat to be able to get the bye so they can get healthy. So this is an important game for them to try to try to lock up that one seat and stay in contention. Buffalo obviously wants to be able to uh, you know clinch their division here as well. I don't think they clinched the division yet. I know they clinched the playoff spot. And then on Baltimore's side, they're really on the outside looking in. They're on the edge of the playoffs, and they really need a win to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, and to even go on a run. Imagine if the team as good as Baltimore, the team that I picked for the Super Bowl in the in the yes, offseason, can't even make the playoffs. I'm going to look really stupid, right? <laughs> but, yeah. you know, the NFL surprises you every year. But, no, I think Baltimore is a great, still a good team, even if they missed the playoffs. But this is an important game for them. So I just think it's they're great matchups with a lot of good stars, a lot of good players, and it's going to be a fun DFS slate for, for this week. I don't think it's going to be one of those boring ones like we've had. We've had a few of those, and, you know, not calling any teams out, but. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, these going to be these are going to be intense battles. So I'm looking forward to it as well. And uh, appreciate all your support here on YouTube. Uh, Hit the like button, please. uh, And and hit the subscribe button. So, you know, when our podcasts post, we've already done three shows for the main slate. So check those out if you haven't already. Quarterback show, wide receiver, tight end show. And then the running backs podcast where we built a full lineup on FanDuel for the main slate. That was a lot of fun. So Check that out and, and uh, use that lineup, and hopefully we can all celebrate next week with with a winner. Uh, so so that's the overview. Um, appreciate your support, and uh, that's it. So on behalf of Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS. <laughs>